So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Okay, Rockstar Nation, this is cool. I got a return guest, but he's completely reincarnated himself. He came on the show, I think it was episode 194. Did I say 194 or something? Something like that. that. It feels like it's been a while. It's definitely been a while. It was uh, in the first year or so. You know, now we're well over 700 30 or so. I don't know what you're going to be. You're going to be something like that. But a long time in between. And when I talked to him before, he was a business management guru, kind of leadership guru type dude. And uh, since then, he's actually taken over a realty executives with 900 agents. And it, and it just so happens that I got him to come back on the show. And, and it, we're going to dig deep today into how real estate teams and real estate brokerage is can uh, retain agents in this uh, massively competitive environment that we're facing and uh, not only retain, but recruit and increase their numbers. So this is going to be a great conversation for everybody listening. So without further ado, Eden Sunshine, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you. Excited to be here, Pat. Eden, why don't you tell everybody a little bit of your background, please, so they can get to know you better. Well, I don't know how far back you want to go and what part would be interesting, but uh, I started my career um, after I sold an advertising and printing company 20 or so years ago and started asking myself a question, you know, because I ran into a lot of business and experienced some very interesting business challenges back then. And most, most notably, I was very trapped in my business and felt like the business was very, very dependent on me and my uh, personal abilities, but that, you know, I was working 24 seven and didn't have a life and started asking questions about how I could fix that problem. And I got into the business coaching and consulting world, uh, focusing specifically on help, helping businesses uh, develop systems and create a robust culture and really create an environment for them to scale. Shortly into that engagement, I was contacted by a, another real estate coaching company and they asked me to start helping them build their business. And pretty soon they asked me to start working with some of their clients who were um, uh, top producing revenue or, or commission producing agents, 750000 $3 million in GCI. And most of those folks had teams. And so it was really kind of my first foray into working with uh, real estate agents and teams throughout North America and had some great success with that. And just uh, a little over a year ago, I was introduced by one of my clients that I worked with back in 2005 uh, to the Realty, uh, Realty Executives Brokerage here in Phoenix, introduced to the owners, and they loved uh, my thought process and my success in helping businesses become scalable and, and uh, create those robust, cult- robust cultures and, and uh, systems. And so they asked me to come in, uh, come in as their CEO for the Realty Executive Brokerage here in Phoenix. That's awesome. And, and you came in, how many agents did you have? We had about 825, 835 agents at the time. And what do you got now? Uh, just crossing over 900. 
That's awesome, dude. So, so let's dig right into this. And, 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 you know, everything we talk about is going to apply to, to both sides, both agents who work for a team or agents who work for a brokerage and or agents or, and or brokerages who have agents. You know, the, the interesting thing, right, because you're in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have friends there and I've interviewed plenty of other people on the show from Phoenix, Arizona. There's Phoenix, Arizona, that area is a hotbed for, call it a, a, a I don't want to call it a war. I want to call it a race of, yeah. of, of brokerages. You have all these new brokerages popping up. You have multiple that are the, of the I buyer mentality, which is, you know, you know, they'll buy their house for cash. It's kind of a, a corporate flip, you know, buy the house for cash and then fix it up and then list it and sell it on a professional level, right? You get the open door, uh, offer pad, stuff like that. They're, they're all over there. You got uh, a whole bunch of discounted brokerages, right? Where, right. you know, 500 bucks uh, per transaction, 100% split. Oh, it's worse than that, Pat. How about, how about uh, brokerages that are, you know, 50, $25 a month uh, plus a 225 transaction fee? I mean, it's cutthroat now. Jeez. You, I don't want to sidetrack, but do they make they have mortgage and title. I mean, you can't you can't profit unless you have mortgage and title. I would think you know. Yeah, everybody's got that kind of relationship out here. You got to. If you're not yeah. making it some other way, but okay, so that's a great example. Fifteen bucks a month, two twenty five a transaction. So you got you got all this stuff right. You get it's coming at you hard, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, then you got all these other companies with profit sharing plans and and so not only is the office manager recruiting but the agents are recruiting people are recruiting you know they're coming at you from all angles so how do you how what lessons have you learned that people listening could use to build better brokerages where the agents stay you know when i when i joined the brokerage a little over a year ago, we started asking the question, how are you going to differentiate ourselves? Because we, we fall in an interesting niche here in this market. You know, Realty Executives is actually the very first 100% company started in 1965 by uh, Dale Rector. Didn't like the split model, felt like agents were paying too much. In terms of the 100% model, we tend to be a little bit on the higher side as far as our fee structure. We started asking the questions, what do agents really need? And I got to tell you, in the last year, we have cut through so much. Like, you know, it's sort of like everybody always wants to do more and more and more and more and more. And I found that we were doing so much, we couldn't do anything really well. We were trying to do marketing and, and being the marketing for our agents and, and realize that a very small percentage were utilizing that. And we, it wasn't our business. We weren't in the marketing business. We're a real estate brokerage. And, and in as much as people say we need marketing help, we establish some resources, but we st- really started digging and say, what do they really need? And we've, we've really refined it down to a couple key things. Number one is they really need to know that we care. And I know that's going to sound almost trite, but when, from the moment we start a conversation with a potential agent joining our brokerage, we tell them that we're first of all we screen them we interview them it's not uh, do they have a pulse and are they breathing and we're going to let them sign up but are they really people that are committed to the industry and so that we can uh, 
really pay attention and be a support to them. And we understand that every agent comes in is, I like to kind of say they're on um, a, a continuum of either just starting in the industry or 40 years in the business and they know how to do things. They're maybe even scaling down. But our goal is to meet them where they are individually and then provide the resources or direction to resources that will help them advance their career or whatever it is they're trying to do. We're not going to do it for them, but we're connecting with them in a more meaningful way. For example, we have a resource that we've created. It's called an agent snapshot. And I can actually look at any one of our agents and know exactly um, how much commission they've earned, how many transactions they've done. I can look at comparables to last year or last quarter or the last period and be able to recognize, are they advancing? Are they falling short? And then begin to engage in some conversations with them one-on-one -on -one to help them get to where they want to be, whether it's utilizing the resources in our brokerage or referring to this, some, some, some of the tools that we have, some of the technology that we're using or a leads program or something like that. So we're really personalizing our approach with our agents. Now, a lot of folks say they're going to do that, but they don't do it. And, and I think that's a really big differentiator because this is a lonely business for agents. They're very independent and they're out there on their own. And so to the degree that we connect with them in a very personal way has a massive impact on their ability to succeed and their, the desirability of our brokerage. Okay, so let's talk specifics, right? What, what how do I as a broker connect to my agents or I as a leader of a team, whether it's four, whether I have four team members or 100 team members, connect on a personal level? So, so again, I, I mentioned the agent snapshot. So one of the things we do is we look at, so we've got 900 agents. We've got four or five people on our key leadership team. And what we do is we divide up that list, uh, 200, 250 agents per person. And each month we run a report and we look for key conversation points. So we'll reach out. If we see an executive, as we refer to our agents' executives, we see that they've had an increase in a notable increase in volume over a period of time. We'll reach out to them and we'll call them up or we'll, you know, we'll send an email or somebody say, Hey, I'd love to chat with you about how things are going. So it's so specifically it's the personal conversation that we're having with them reaching out. Now, when you're doing that with 900. Okay. So let me stop you. Okay. So wait a minute. So you, let's just say a thousand, right? So it's a thousand yeah. agents. You break them up into groups of 250 and then there's four guys like you or people like you that are leaders and yep. they take a list of 250 and then they scroll through that list and randomly call or not randomly, but purposely call all of them, some of them, like break this down a little bit for me. Whoever we can get a hold of. I mean, obviously there's some folks that are not quite as engaged, but we'll yeah. send them. So we'll send them a text. Sometimes it's just something as simple as, Hey, I noticed your numbers are up significantly this last quarter. Uh, congratulations. Well done. Is there anything we can do to support you further with the, with the brokerage um, or with your business? Um, if we notice that somebody's numbers are down, uh, we might reach out to them and say, hey, we've got a workshop that's coming up. See if you might have an interest in that. We try to make that phone call attempt. If we don't get a hold of somebody, we'll reach out to them through, through email, through, um, through texting, 
We also, within each of our offices, we have uh, uh, what we call AOMs, administrative office managers. And so those office managers will also reach out to those executives with that information and say, hey, we you know, wanted to reach out to you about this potential workshop. So it's again, it's personalizing the conversation, reaching out the best we can to get a hold of people so that we can have those conversations with them. And, and so 250 each, and then how often is this done? At least once a quarter. Once a quarter. And what are some of the responses that you get from people that you text, hey, how can I help you? You know, sometimes we don't hear anything back. Sometimes sure. we hear, you know, of course. And sometimes we're going to hear, thank you so much for reaching out. Everything's wonderful. Really love realty executives. You know, and they remind us that they've been here for 30 years or whatever. And so uh, we get that kind of feedback. And there are times that people say, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with you or thank you or, um, you know, yeah, I need some help. And so they'll set up a time to come in and talk to myself or one of our other team members, depending on whatever the situation is that they're trying to accomplish or issue that they're trying to deal with. Brokers and team leaders, are you tired of seeing dwindling numbers at your monthly sales meetings? And I don't mean numbers as far as sales, I mean numbers as far as agents attending. Do you struggle with creating new and exciting content that will not only motivate your agents, but deliver actual results to them? Do you want your agents using proven sales techniques that increase their commissions? We've got the answer for you. Rebus University is launching a Lunch and Learn series you can purchase to provide structure and content to your meetings. The series has 12 30-minute trainings taught by me and top producers from around the world and specifically is designed to increase production for your agents. Plus, when you purchase these trainings, you will also receive significant discounts for the go-getters on your team or in your office who want more training and bigger results. So don't delay. Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams. That's hybendigital.com backslash teams or call Catherine Brower today at 843-749-9900. That's 843-749-9900 and get started with your Rebus University Lunch and Learn. So what would you say to someone who would ask you specifically, say, Eden, what is your brokerage's value proposition compared to the masses? You know, it's, it's, I know the answer is dependent upon who you're comparing it to, but, um, but you know, how, how do you answer that? What, who's right for you? Who's wrong for you? Well, first of all, in terms of, uh, I mean, we have folks that, that, um, we work very, very independently. They don't need a lot of support from us. They're not looking for that. They know that they have, we have our back and that we've got a great focus team and they can reach out to us and that we've got great resources and they're very independent. They're doing their thing. Who's right for us are folks that are committed to the industry, that are working hard. They're professionals. You know, our agents typically are doing four times the average uh, in terms of the number of transactions. Our average agent's doing 16 transactions a year. Um, and that, you know, across the uh, over 900 agents, that's significant, uh, compared to four, which is the national uh, average. 
I think the, the one thing that if you were to ask our agents why, we're, why they're here is because they feel like they genuinely matter to us. And I think so, that's so how do you do that? How do you, right? You got 900 different individuals. How, how do you make a, I understand you, you reach out, you text them every quarter, but there's got to be something more to it than that. I don't believe there is actually. Yeah. I mean, how do they feel? How, where do they get that feeling from? Right. I mean, do you, you putting out videos? Are you, you know, what, what do you think? It's, it's hard to explain Pat because it's part of our tradition for one, but for two, I guess it's the integrity of the conversation. I guess it's the integrity of our effort. You know, when we have a, when we have a uh, sales meeting in an office and the way we speak to them about our commitment to supporting them and our accessibility and our team's accessibility and, and how we um, are accessible to them, not that everybody is using that, to have uh, an environment of candid conversations. Um, to be communicating through a variety of different channels. You know, we've simplified the way we communicate uh, using a very simple weekly um, uh, newsletter. We call it our Shield Report. We engage them in uh, Facebook, private Facebook group. We've got over half of our agents that are involved in that, um, and we're engaging with them, and, and it's helping us to stay connected to them and relevant. If somebody uh, posts something about, I'm looking for help with this, because our team is being involved in that, we are uh, able to respond and be relevant to them. So I guess it's a, it's a combination beyond just those reaching out to them once a quarter. It's the entirety of the message. It's the culture that we're creating. Uh, when we meet people, we take time to talk to them and ask them how things are going for them in their business. And sometimes it's things are amazing, things are great, or sometimes it's, it's uh, hey, I need some help. Any, so, any other advice on how to keep get them, how to keep them from getting distracted by, you know, all these different messages of why you should switch brokerages? Well, first of all, we have a very, you know, we've been around, like I said, since 1965. We have 225 agents that have been with us for over 15 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. So this, so it's very significant. Uh, they they come to us and tell us regularly that they're getting phone calls from brokerages all the time, and you know what? Actually, I find is very interesting. Is, and maybe it's just this market that this is such a common approach now and in the industry that they're making phone calls, they're slide dialing, they're sending emails, that what I believe is happening is people are starting to stop listening. So they do tell us, hey, we're getting phone calls, but it's almost become an irritation to them that that's happening. Yeah, I guess so, right? I mean... Yeah, interesting. And, and I would hope, by the way, and not, not in every case do we have somebody come to me and say, hey, I've been, if somebody's trying to recruit me from this other brokerage, doesn't happen very often. I would hope that they would come to us and, and bring that up. And sometimes there's valid reasons why somebody would, would or should go to a different brokerage. I would hope, and our goal is to be able to create those kind of relationships with our agents so that they will be that kind of candid and say, listen, I. My, my, I feel like my fees are too high. Why shouldn't I go to one of these discount brokerages? And for us to be able to have that conversation and, and reestablish the value that we can provide them, let's be candid. Sometimes there's situations where people don't feel like they're getting the value they want from us or a brokerage, but I'd like to be able to foster that conversation. And so that's the direction we're going so that we can have that kind of candor with our people. 
Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. So let's talk leadership because that's your game, right? Um, so what do you say, like if someone's building a team or they have a team currently, uh, a real estate team, what are the big mistakes you see agents making in the development and the maintenance of teams? Well, that's a, you've asked some really tough questions, Matt. And by the way, this is probably the, this is the and I appreciate that. Um, this is probably the easiest one for me to answer because I've seen it happen so many times among uh, realtors that are building teams. And the biggest problem is this, from a high level, is they keep being realtors. You're trying to build a team and you're making this assumption that just because you're a great real estate agent, that the skill set of that is going to translate into being a great team leader. And, and what I explain to people is this, the function of being a good real estate agent means that you're engaged in certain types of actions or activities, whether it's prospecting or doing listing presentations or taking people out to find them a home or managing the transaction. Those are the activities that real estate agents do. But when you're a team leader, your activity is defining a vision, creating the values for the organization, establishing goals, and communicating those on a regular basis and engaging in the conversation with your team to create that enthusiasm and excitement and buy-in to that. And then the second mistake is they don't take the time to mentor and develop the people that have come to be part of that team that are there because they're looking for the support that maybe they weren't able to get on their own or figure out how to do the business successfully on their own. And so one of the big mistakes that a team leader who's generally been successful as an agent makes this fatal assumption that just because I hire somebody to be part of my organization or bring them in means that they're going to be able to be successful like I am without the guidance and the direction. And that's a big mistake. If they're joining your team, they're expecting somebody to spend time mentoring and developing them on a regular basis. And specifically, sitting down with them once a week and saying, what do we need to do to help you improve? Here are the systems we've created in order to help you be successful at what you do. And then the big concern, and I know the most natural question that people say after that is, well, once I've trained them how to be a good real estate agent, why would they stay part of my organization and that's where communicating the vision and creating a compelling culture so they can say okay I know that I could go do this on my own because of what I've learned but I enjoy this environment so much that I'm going to stay part of it yeah no it makes a lot of sense I mean it's essentially like you know people that are struggling in sales it's because they're not a being a salesperson, right? right? They're not being, be, if, you, if, if you wake up every day and say, I am a salesperson, I'm going to be a salesman-like, act as, as, as a salesperson does, right? you'll sell. And the same thing has to do with leading a team, I guess, like you just said, uh, you have to be, uh, you know, if you're a team leader, be the team captain, right? Be the, be the coach. Right. But, right. you know, that, that's your job. And you have to be conscious of that first and foremost. Right, um, or right. else your team's going to fail. Right, if right. you're too busy being something else. That's right, and 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 quite frankly, I think that somebody that's considering building a team, or even folks that have a team, and 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 my coaching of the agents that have teams, sometimes we have to get to a point where I have a gut 
I ask my gut check questions like, why are you really doing this? You know, is it because you feel like it's what you're supposed to do because that's the next logical progression for you or because you truly have a heart for mentoring and developing people and becoming the so-called CEO of your business versus being a good real estate practitioner. And, and there's been many times, Pat, where I, I've had that conversation and, and people said, you know what, I don't have a heart for mentoring and developing people. I know I'm a great real estate agent and that's what I really love to do. And that's what I tell them. You know what, then go do that. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I have seen people that have found themselves and as like you said, have found themselves as if, hey, I'm not into the whole team thing. I just want to do my own thing. Da, da, da. And they're at such peace, right? And then yeah. I've seen other people who have almost been uh, forced, uh, not forced, but um, pressured one way or the other to create a team, right? And uh, they hate it. Right? right, and they're terrible at it. Yeah. Yet they keep going in that direction for whatever reason, right? And I think what you're saying is, hey, it's okay to be know, honest with yourself about. To be it. honest with yourself, yeah. Right, right. All right, Rockstar Nation, we have a super duper. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, special just for you, just for the holidays. This thing is bombastic. This thing is close to 85% off. The biggest sale I've ever had. Listen up, Rockstar Nation. A lot of you are enjoying the Rebus University courses, and I really appreciate that. These courses are changing lives, doubling, tripling, quadrupling agents' businesses. But don't believe me. Listen firsthand here. So this is Connie Carlson, and I don't even remember how I stumbled across Rebus University, but I was super impressed with the lineup of who was teaching the courses. Uh, I know a number of those trainers, and I know that they are exceptional in their field. So we were able to work out with Rebus a way to offer the university to all of the agents in our brokerage. And the agents love it because they can watch what they feel they need, whatever course they need, whenever they need it. So I can say that our business from 2017 year to date compared to 2018 year to date, our volume is up 48%. Our average sales price is up 11% and the number of transactions is up 34%. So. By implementing what they're learning, it is definitely helping the agents sell more homes and also giving them more confidence and being able to compete with some of the top agents in our area. So I highly encourage Rebus. I'm going to be using it as a broker to help recruit other experienced agents and hope to, um, through using that training, have the best real estate brokers in our area. So what I'm doing, is for a limited time, I'm giving you access to all of the courses. Every course, certified listing agent, which is eight agents doing their listing appointment, something they would never do in their local market, but they did for me on film. It's a certified buyer agent course, outbound lead course, everything you could think of on ways to get more business and more commissions in this game is included, right? Included for you to take throughout 
the entire year at an 85% discount, including new investing courses from real estate moguls who are multimillionaires from real estate investing and our newest product, which is the Retoot Secrets, stands for Recruit and Retain from three industry icons who have recruited tons and tons of agents over the years on their recruiting secrets. All of that mixed into one for 85% off. All you need to do is go to Rebus Sale, R-E-B-U-S-S-A-L-E. Two S's in the middle, right? Because you got Rebus and you got Sale. RebusSale.com. That's R-E-B-U-S Sale, S-A-L-E.com. Or text the word Sale to 444-999. That's Sale to 444-999. And, you know, and you may really, you know, they sometimes they hate it because they don't know how to do it. Yeah. And that's where, you know, where I've helped people over the years, you know, become good team leaders. And, and I would say, listen, you, you've mastered how to be a good real estate agent. You know, if I'm talking to somebody that's figured out a way to earn 500000 in GCI on their own, 750000 GCI on their own, they figured out how to do real estate by then. They know right. how to process And they figured out how to do all the stuff, right? Maybe they get an admin support person. And, and I challenge them in the same way. It's like, just as you have to figure out how to be a great real estate agent, now you have to figure out how to create a, a great, compelling culture and create a vision and really become a great leader and a great manager of people on your team. And then they have to also reconcile with the idea that in order to do that, they're going to give up some time and revenue from as a real estate agent. And can they build a team significant enough to replace the income or more than what they would be making doing it on their own. And this is how people that have developed good teams can go from 500,000 or 300,000 in GCI to 3 million because they've built a team of 10 people that are producing what they would have been doing on their own. And that's when we, you hear people talking about scaling their business, that's what that's all about. But they have to be committed to doing that. And then sometimes they begin to like it once they've committed to being really good at it. Yeah. And I guess it all boils down to what you'd said earlier. I mean, you got to care about them, right? I mean, if, you, if you're building a team of a bunch of people you don't care about, it's not going to last. Yeah. Most of the folks that it's interesting that have become really, really team leaders, good team leaders, have a heart for coaching. And they, uh, it's sort of one of those common characteristics. They love helping people. They love to help people succeed. Yeah, it's a, it's a byproduct of it. They get high from, from the group, you know, from the – it's fun. I mean, it really is. Building a team, for, for a lot of people, building a team is fun. As being on stage or being the center of attention is fun. The, the, the growth is fun. I guess the key that I see that um, you have to look out for is it's great that it's fun, but you got profit comes first. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of people on the show who are having a freaking blast and they're hiring and they get all these newbies and all the newbies are making money and they ain't making, I mean, they're, they're the lowest paid uh, person on the team, you know? Right. That's right. Yeah. And that's, that's a really, really important question. And, and, you know, again, being a good manager means you've created an environment where people can succeed. And I always tell, you know, folks that I work with that, you know, if, if you can't get somebody doing 20, 
30, 40 transactions a year um, on your team, then your, the time and energy you're probably spending investing them is not, it's not worth what you're giving up and what you would be making if you were doing it yourself. So that's why I've seen a lot of people shift from, I'll get as many people on my team as possible to, I would rather have three or four or five really top producing people that are truly driven and coachable and can connect well with people and, and moving forward in the business rather than having 12 or 15 people that are modest producers. And it's right. far more enjoyable as a coach to be in that situation. Get a couple agents and give them everything. And, right. and put it, pour everything into Pour everything it. in, yeah. All the leads, right? All the coaching, all, I mean, they've got to be, you know, on a scale of one to 10, they got to be nines and tens, but. Uh, right. And, and we shouldn't be afraid to look for those type of people too, instead of just grabbing everybody that we can get. And, you know, it sort of occurred to me, you were asking me the questions, going back to the questions about the brokerage and what we're doing. And, and all of a sudden I just had sort of even a, an aha moment about the difference in what's happening and how the, the brokerage has evolved since, you know, I think since I've joined there and because I have a heart of coach and I've been coaching people for 20 years. And I think that what we've been effective at doing is instilling that heart for our people. And so, cause you're asking some, about some very, very practical, tangible things. And, I, and we are doing some very practical, tangible things as far as, uh, developing and creating that environment where our people can succeed and be uh, creating a compelling environment. But I think it's really started by the culture that we've brought or that I brought in this idea of, Hey, we're going to have 900 agents or we're going to have 2000 agents. Let's make sure that our heart to help them want to, or to help them succeed permeates everything we do. And so the, our team has adopted that philosophy. And, it's, and, and even to the point of when we're interviewing a new agent coming in, we ask them, what does success mean to you in this business? Rather than, which plan would you like to be on? Or, and, when they, and when they say, what can you do for us? You know, we say, well, what can we do for each other? And so it's really much more of a collaborative. But, it, but it, from, from a broker development standpoint or from an individual team development standpoint, the heart to want to develop your people is part of the culture of the organization. And if you've de developed that well, then that begins to permeate every conversation that takes place in the organization. Just like a culture of GE that says, hey, we're gonna be number one or number two in anything and everything we do, it's gonna permeate every conversation that happens. If you walk into a Nordstrom's, the, the culture of serving the, their customer in such a way that leads this remarkable experience permeates everything they do. And so developing a team or a brokerage, if you want to really develop it, at least from my philosophy, you, you've got to have this culture that permeates the desire to really want to help the people succeed on your team and in your environment. And then, and then I guess you got to follow it up with doing it. Cause if you're going around saying, how can I help you? How can I help you? You got to be willing to catch that ball when they say, well, you know, I need, I have this issue and I need help with this or I'm doing this. I mean, you got to be willing to do something rather than just say, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Right. Right. Exactly. It's about active listening and there's some very practical things. And sometimes it's just helping people reframe their thought process about things too. Like business is terrible. Well, it's not my job to fix that for you, but let's talk through what can we do to help you make that better. Right. Let's put it in perspective. Right. Let's put it in perspective. 
Yeah, and that's an important conversation that our folks have with people too. Yeah, absolutely, especially if they've been in business a long time, right? Say that, hey, that rookie that joined uh, last month thinks business is great. You know what I mean? Like, that's street, right. The streets are paved with gold. He can't believe he has a lockbox key that, that opens any house for sale in the, <laughs> right. in the whole county. And, you know, what? <laughs> he's, he's, he's hit the jackpot, right? And, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Perspective, you know? Yeah, that's great. So, so let's talk about your free gift, Eden. As you know, everybody comes on the show, uh, brings a free gift, right? And uh, what we do is I'm going to put this in your show notes. I'm going to put it at, uh, it's just going to be easy, guys. It's going to be hybendigital.com backslash Eden, E-D-E-N, sunshine, right? Yeah. Eden, sunshine. That's really my name, how, by the way. How the <laughs> hell did, so first of all, sunshine is a real, like, like it had, there's got to be a story, by the way. I don't mean to die divert this but like <laughs> like i know hyben right there was some story my there was the, the guy was from the first one over was from czechoslovakia it was during wartime or they they were thinking that he was afraid that they were going to think he was a certain thing and they going to discriminate against him so he changed the name to something more english sounding so like what yeah. how did well, who made up sunshine how did that happen well i wish i could give you a clever story about <laughs> that but it's actually an americanized name my grandparents came through ellis island I saw the, uh, the ship manifest. They came over on the USS France, uh, came either out of Russia or Poland. We're not exactly sure. If you look on the map, the city that they, uh, they wrote on the ship's manifest, uh, it's showing Russia or Poland now, but we think it might have been Russia because I, I, I don't know. But anyway. It could have been the America, same thing. They could have not, you know, they could have, we're trying to avoid being classified as a certain nationality or from a certain country for whatever discriminatory reasons might hit them when they hit the state. I, I think that's really what happened, but the, the original name was actually Zinshine, and so it was easy in America, I said, and call it Sunshine. There you go. That's yeah. cool, man. I knew it was something. All right, so. It's memorable, isn't it? <laughs> Especially with Eden, because it's like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Eden came, there was, a, there was a British politician back in the 50s by the name of Anthony Eden, and were, I guess my mom liked his name. He was a terrible politician. I don't know if there's any. <laughs> you know, but uh, she liked the name Eden, and so she knew even long before I was born that she was going to have a child and name him Eden. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, sorry. So you're free that's gift. A, that's a nice little sidetrack. Yeah. All right, free gift. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. What do we agree to? I, 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 I think I had a couple ideas here. Oh, no, you said the 30, was it? What did you say? 30, 30 minute call. You know what? So, so here's what I, there, there's a couple things. Number one, I have a resource that I think we make available in PDF. It's called a breakdown to breakthrough process. It's a very, very, you talk about practical tools. When somebody has a problem or frustration in the business, and we always do, there's a very specific systematic way of approaching it that we can eliminate that. And so I'm going to make available this process that we use in our level seven system called the breakdown to breakthrough process. For somebody who adopts it and really uses it, it can be one of the most powerful tools they use to really transform their business. It takes problems and frustrations that come up and asks some key questions about how you're going to eliminate that. So we're going to make that available as a PDF for folks. But I think what's, uh, you know, kind of going in the same vein that we take with our agents, with our brokerage, and that is to have a personal conversation whenever there's an opportunity or whenever there's an issue they want to resolve. And so I'd like to extend that same kind of opportunity in your audience that is maybe considering developing team or having some team challenges or having challenges with a brokerage or with their business. And they like just to uh, get a bit different perspective, somebody who's going to listen to them and give them a systematic 
approach to how they might be able to resolve that. I'd be happy to extend that out as like a 30-day or 30-minute call or something like that with me. And so we can offer that. No strings attached. Oh, listen, yeah, I no, just, yeah, if you give me the PDF, I'll put it, put it up there because that's kind of what we do. And then, it'll have, and then we'll put all your information in there so people can reach out to you, put your social media links, everything. So, guys, that'll be on hybendigital.com backslash Eden Sunshine, E-D-E-N. And I'm also going to put in the agent success toolbox, which will be on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox, or you could text the word toolbox to 444-999. Eden, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom, sir. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on your uh, growth of uh, realty executives there in the Phoenix area. And uh, if I'm ever in uh, Phoenix or surrounding areas, I'll definitely uh, look you up and uh, we'll get together and break some bread. That'd be awesome. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Pat. I enjoyed being with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives. And we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.